Hello and welcome back to Tells. Hi, nice. Andrew. I like that enthusiasm. The enthusiasm of someone who hasn't spoken for 10 days. <laughs> I'm not really enthusiastic about speaking. I think I'm going to join uh, permanent silence. Is there even such a thing? Like, yeah, if you're a monk or a nun, right? I think they go through vast periods of silence. I don't know. There's probably some group of people out there that go through vast periods of silence. But why would you want to uh, be a part of that group? Because it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's bliss. amazing not hearing voices and sounds, and you just have peace and yourself. So it was, uh, it was great, huh? Vibhushna was wonderful. It was hard on some days because you sit for eight to nine hours meditating. That's physically and mentally taxing. Um, hmm. But on the whole, it was a very successful sit, as they call it. So what's like the boredom level? There is none. You're very busy. You're busy hmm. working on your meditation. The first couple of days, like day one, I was a little bit, maybe you can say bored. I was like, oh, this is going to be a very long 10 days. Because yeah. the day just seemed to go very, very slowly. But once you get into the routine, like days two and three, I was like, where's the time gone? And before I knew it, it was 9.30 sleep time. And I literally oh. walked as fast as I could back to my room and was in bed asleep by 9.45 every single night. It was great. And you were like tired and like... Exhausted. I, I was sometimes falling asleep uh, in the last part of the day. What's like so exhausting about this meditation thing? Because for the people such as myself who don't meditate, all I know of it is just kind of sitting there and being silent. I mean, I guess there's the sort of meditation that does what chanting or whatever you might describe it as. Yes, there's but, all sorts of different kinds of meditation. Vipassana is not, there's no chanting, there's no right. visualization, verbalization. So you are basically mastering your mind you spend the first three days focusing on your breath try and do that for five minutes and tell me how many times your brain runs away and goes on search of like some <laughs> random topic and then you have to try and pull it back to focusing on the breath and then off it goes again and then you have to try and, and that is exhausting that's try exhausting control huh? your brain or your mind because what happens if uh you just, I mean, I guess you probably get better at it the more you try this, right? Like what happens if you spend the whole time letting your mind wander into these different directions? Nothing happens, but you're defeating the purpose because it's just like a waste of 10 are, days. No, it's, I mean, I'm sure you'll get some benefit from not talking so much. You might be able to organize some things in your mind that have been bothering you because then you'll spend all this time thinking about them. Um, but the point of it is to be the master of your mind and not have the mind be the master. Yeah. So it's hard work. Uh, everybody's like, oh, how wonderful. You're going to come back all refreshed. I'm like, ah, I come back from Vipassana exhausted because it's hard work, but it is worth every single 
moment. The food was great. Seeing the stars at night was wonderful. Seeing the sunrise after the 4.30 a.m. meditation was even better. It's just great. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. The sunrise part. What kind of uh, food are you getting in there? Uh, vegan, vegetarian food. Really hippie type stuff. <laughs> Sorry. If you call vegan, vegetarian food hippie type stuff, <laughs> then yeah. It's uh, coming out of the, yeah, the the hippie sector of the world and coming more and more mainstream. I see these things on Twitter, mostly thanks to Dan Negreanu, but uh, he's into the hippie stuff. He's he's been a big proponent of veganism for as long as he's been a poker player, at least. Yeah, um, I mean, it. I lost some weight. Uh, I feel great. I slept great. Uh, no booze. No yeah. candy. I mean, they did make us vegan chocolate, vegan gluten-free brownies on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and that was the only sort of uh, Christmas treat. But hmm. like food-wise. How, how much weight did you lose? Uh, maybe like four pounds. Not okay. a lot, but. Maybe it's not all bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel a little bad, though, because uh, as soon as you got back, the the store the favorable apparel store was um the mountain had like immediately fallen over on top of you it seemed like yeah you could have done a better job running the store but you know i guess you have other things to do as well like play poker make videos your hundredth video by the way was bloody awesome well thanks i'm still getting over i could have done a better job on the store i thought i did pretty decent no you did a very good job with shipping out all the orders okay thanks um but let's talk about that brilliant montage for episode 100 of the vlog how long did that take you the montage part or the whole vlog the montage part probably in the neighborhood of like two and a half days or so how did you decide which part of the episode to use? Well, I guess I wanted something that was sort of unique from each episode. So it wasn't just going to be a car shot or chips from every single episode. If there was something unique that happened in that particular vlog, I tried to pull that out. I tried to make them generally this sort of same length each little snippet but yeah there's like so much raw footage that uh, i had to pull it off of the external hard drive that a lot of it is stored on and move that over to my laptop there's probably there i'm sure there's like a faster way to do it but this is a non-professional filmmaker way of how i managed to get it done but pretty happy with how it came out it was brilliant it gave well, me thanks. all the feels and I, it was nice to make a cameo in the 100th vlog. You're the most recurring character. You've had the most appearances. So another 100 vlogs in the new year or what are the plans for the vlog in the new year? It's a good question. Um, right now, I mean, after like that project, like that vlog took me probably somewhere in the neighborhood of four days to edit, like four full days of editing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so it's like i'm not in a really big hurry to get to episode number 101 i am here in detroit's area at the moment and i'm still like not sure if i'm going to get down there for a session to motor city casino even if i do i don't know if i'm going to make a blog out of it i feel like i should while i'm here 
kind of feel like hitting that pause button and uh, letting log number 100 sort of marinate there on the channel for a while. (laughs) Don't wait too long. Someone wise once said you can't uh, sit back and admire your last shot. That wise man might have been onto something. You better get back to work. By the way, how was uh, Christmas in Michigan, Andrew Nimi? Uh, it was cold. It was white Christmas. Um, Is that your favorite type of Christmas, a white Christmas? Did you sing, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas? Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Maybe you should uh, come out with some songs to go along with this podcast. <laughs> on I do Spotify. not think that uh, people signed up to hear me sing. Yeah, it's nice when it's like... Christmas Day, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day are nice and classic snow. But then when you're walking around outside, my little brother and I, we were downtown Detroit today. It's like 15 degrees out there. Oh, and it's all melted now, right? And icy or no? It's a little icy. I don't know if it's, I mean, it's definitely like still there. There's lots of snow and some ice here and there. So. And 15 degrees. 15 degrees, yes, proper Midwest Michigan uh, Christmas experience. Um, any exciting presents you have to tell us about since you love um, presents? We gave everyone favorable hoodies. Um, I gave my whole family favorable hoodies, which... Were they a hit? Uh, yeah, they were a hit. That was pretty cool. I'm mostly a fan of receiving, but uh, this one was good. This was <laughs> it was a cool, nice uh, to give for a change? It was, yeah, it was nice to give something. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay. Uh, and what else has been happening in Michigan? What do you have to report? I don't know. I've been kind of like looking at this cryptocurrency stuff and trying to uh, get my head around it, but I'm total noob when it comes to this stuff and I don't have anything to really uh, offer as far as knowledge in that, in that realm yet. It seems like everybody's very excited about it. Uh, yeah. Beauty YouTuber today, her latest video was on cryptocurrency i was like oh my oh my a beauty youtuber a beauty vlogger her video of the day was about cryptocurrency and how she's tripled her money i was just (laughs) like uh okay um i don't know i mean i have no idea i think everybody knows as much as the next person unless you've created these products and yeah. Are like really in the network, then, you know, you know as much as the people writing the articles at the moment. Yeah. Brad and I mentioned this real briefly when we did our live stream before the most recent meetup game. Um, we were just talking about how neither of us are really super knowledgeable about it. And the thing is, like, when it comes to trying to figure out what each coin or currency is worth, it's pretty much impossible to sort of determine the value of these things. I was saying that uh, John Hemmer, my buddy who has been in the blog and is now a uh, trader in Chicago, he, he was basically saying it's all based on the the sentiment of the market and how they feel about these different projects um, and the space in general, rather than trying to discern what the value is of any of these projects, because it's basically impossible at the moment. There's a lot of poker players that are uh, in the mix been talking about it all the time on Twitter. A lot of poker money has been poured into these <laughs> cryptocurrencies. So if they all go belly up, it'll be pretty damaging to the poker economy. Uh, you think it would have that much effect on it? Well, at least as far as the professionals go, you th- they'd be pretty hurt. 
you think that it's a lot more money than, than the money you said you should be willing to lose in online poker type thing? Yeah, I think they'd be pretty significantly hurt. If like that would I'm talking about like if all the coins suddenly got like demolished as far as their value and That's interesting. Yeah, I mean I just I haven't ventured into that world uh very much at all. Yeah, I wish. I wish I was an early adopter because I think it's really fun to be in the forefront of these things, but I'm not. So I'm dabbling. I uh put a couple dollars here and there, um but nothing like that I'm sweating over. I thought I thought it might be kind of a cool idea to sort of like maybe incorporate this stuff into either the blog or a separate sort of channel of some sort, devoting a certain percentage of winnings to cryptocurrency and like you know buying a random not random but like a researched coin that looks interesting or that people are are investing in and then taking a look at that why just because it's like everybody's interested in it and talking about it yeah and it's interesting like it could be you know it could end up being something that's uh pretty significant so i think i mean i just think that the adoption is going to take a lot longer than we anticipate everything takes three times longer than you think it will so i think the excitement will fade and then i want to triple my money like next week though oh okay well yeah go ahead go ahead put ten thousand dollars on i don't know let's go on coin market cap yep and let's pick a coin there you go there's a shout out for coinmarketcap.com buy iota we don't want that one pick a different one you know what why don't you want iota just stuff i've been reading on twitter makes it sound like that's not a good choice (laughs) oh yes because all the good investment advice (laughs) comes from twitter i've heard good things about neo i don't know what they do but it's up 10 percent today it's currently 67 dollars and 64 cents four billion market cap four and a half billion buy neo let's hope that's let's hope that 10 percent becomes a thousand percent next week next week <laughs> yeah i probably okay. should get i should get on this um cryptocurrency education business yeah we got to get in there we got to get in the mix we don't want to get left behind we want to be at the forefront uh i think we're already past being the forefront in case like it's too, it's too late yeah I, I i don't think it's too like you you're not at the forefront like you can say you want to get involved but you're definitely not at the forefront <laughs> So, you know, I think you need, it's it's very important not to delude yourself because as, in Vipassana, they say to see reality as it, as it is. As, as front of the four as we can <laughs> by this point. Did you miss me while you were at Vipassana? I did not. Oh man, <laughs> brutal. Uh, yes, of course I missed you, but I didn't have too much time to be thinking about you because I was trying to control my mind from running away to another thought so yeah it was pretty hard work which thought was hardest to uh keep your mind from running to about me (laughs) about you uh i don't remember honestly and is there any sort of like uh big revelation that you one overarching revelation that you picked up while you were on your retreat, while you were being silent for 10 days? Uh, Biggest lesson. Biggest lesson that I'm nosy. I almost lost my shit over toilet paper 
<laughs> like no pun intended? <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. And <laughs> it it was really ridiculous. I want to do things for people. And sometimes you just have to let people do things themselves. Because we had a shared <laughs> bathroom and the toilet paper was running low. And since I've been to Vipassana before, I brought my own. And so I didn't have a problem. But I yeah. was worried that somebody else would have a problem and why <laughs> they were not doing anything to remedy it. And that put me in a tiz for like, you know, an hour. And I was just like, that is so strange. Because so I feel that... like there's no reason. Life is unpredictable, right? So there's so many things that are going to happen in your life that you have no control over. So why not control the shit that you can? Yeah. You know, like this, it, you you know it's happening. You know it's coming. You can see the train. Do something before you have to, like, before you have to deal with it, right? Like, yeah. we, we all work on limited information. And so based on this limited information, this is the plan I can make. And, like, 50% of the time it doesn't even work. But I don't know. I just feel a little bit more calm knowing that i i've done my part because i think the worst is something happens to you and you take a step back and all the things you could have done to prevent it it's like your car brakes are faulty and you're like eh, i'll just keep driving this car say a <laughs> prayer and i'll be fine like no and then you get into a car wreck when you could have yeah. fixed it do you know what i mean i don't know i think it's just my crazy and it was really nice to see that and without having to say anything mean to anybody because i couldn't talk it was people are people are gonna think you're like a, a real tough freak. one to, real tough one to date <laughs> i think it just makes life a little bit less stressful and who doesn't want a little bit less stress maybe people do want more stress in their lives but i sure don't you you need to have the mental capacity to deal with the things that happen unexpectedly and mm -hmm. if you don't have the things that you have you can have an order in order then you have those things to worry about and the unexpected I, I don't know how you do it I, I just don't know I, how you do it I on the other hand like to wait until that gas meter is all the way down to that E before <laughs> making my way over to that gas station yes if it's you do if it's got more than 10 miles empty in there, we are not going to the gas station. <laughs> that drives you insane, doesn't it? It does. I was driving through Joshua Tree National Park and I had, so I had an eighth of a, of a tank of gas, right? And it's like an hour drive through the park and it's like up yeah. and down. And I was like, oh, I should have gotten gas before I drove into the park. Yeah, you would have been like, oh, we haven't even gotten to E yet. No problem at all. <laughs> And I was also going to use my uh, very romantic gift. Andrew gifted me a $25 Shell gift card. Uh, excuse me. That's how re romantic he is. Re-gifted. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not just gifted. Re-gifted. <laughs> full of romance. Um, and I was going to use this re-gifted card. And there was not a Shell gas station in 30 miles in, you know, Palm Desert. Uh, I could have, if I was Andrew, I would have used my reserve tank to drive all the that 34 miles to get the gas. 
I just decided to go to the nearest, I don't know, I went to a Circle K and filled up and drove <laughs> home. So, yeah. Weak. <laughs> I call it peace of mind. Probably smart. Yeah. I just don't want to stop. I hate stopping. I just want to keep going until I have to stop. But I guess we're just different, you know, and that's fine too. I was going to say, I think it's because like I'm not at the place where I want to be. I don't know if I'll ever be there. So maybe I need to go to the Pashna and think about this myself. But you're not really supposed to be thinking about these things actually when you're there. I like it. I like it all. I'm willing to try anything. Okay. Um, I am all out of yeah. talking. That was good. I enjoyed it. I... We're a little, I think we're a little rusty since we took a week off. And we're also exhausted from all this meditation we've been doing. Thanks for still having us on your podcast, listeners, after taking a, a week off after we had some abandonment issues. You had abandonment oh. issues? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't abandon you, though. You know, I, I didn't abandon you. I just I had to go, you know? Girls yeah. got to do what a girl's got to do. I'm going to be very less trusting now with all my future... Girlfriends? South, South African girlfriends. <laughs> What, that One they're going to leave you and go uh, be quiet for 10 days? One more thing. I saw this map that shows the true size of Africa relative to the other uh, major countries of the world. You can put the United States, China, India, Japan, maybe one or two other countries all inside Africa. Yeah, I saw that map. It's crazy. I didn't realize Africa was that big. That's nuts. That is, we're bigger than you. You go, what are you going to say now, America the Great? What do you have to say now, huh? Uh, let's go explore Africa. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in doing that in the coming years. Um, I already have like some top five countries, top five, top ten countries that I would really like to see. So, yeah. All right, let's go see how the five ten games are. All right. I'll start researching all those casinos all the way from Cape to Cairo. Nice. I like that. <laughs> right. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hopefully Thank I'll be you for subscribing. Thank you for all the uh, reviews on iTunes. And if you are a Google Play or Stitcher listener, go ahead and leave your review there as well, please. So we can read them and get, get some it, feedback. People. And um, if you have any get. love questions... Get on it. Write to us at tells at com so we can solve all your love problems. Do what the lady says. <laughs> um, or if you just want to share some relationship advice or tips with the fellow poker players and listeners, then write to us. We like <laughs> to hear from you. And uh, happy, happy New, New Year. Year. Happy New Year. Talk to you in the new year. Bye.